1: They are occasionally interesting.
0: What's the most unrealistic thing you believe in?
2: Unrealistic thing? Well, the next area that I'm trying to understand, trying to believe, but with belief for me, I need to experience. I need to acquire more knowledge to fully believe something. So it's, um, it's basically the quantum world and the understanding of it um, and how they tie spirituality to it. So my understanding is that like this is like manifesting. Have you guys ever read into man- how to manifest?
1: Yes. You've read illusions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so my new understanding of how to manifest is when we think of something, right? When we want something, when we have a desire, a path or something like that. We're putting that energy out in the world. Thought is energy. So we're putting that out there. Now, whatever frequency we have tied to that thought is what we will then attract. So if we're always thinking poorly, we're always going to attract poor things in our life. So with manifesting, especially if you want to get specific with it, you have to tie a high vibration to that thought. So say I want this wellness center to be something, right? I have to let go of all the what-ifs and the could-bes around it be like this will be realized tie that gratitude or that love behind it, something very very high and then release it into the universe now this energy then gets broadcasted out there I hold that frequency in me if I can hold it more hours of every day and all the time I will hopefully then attract what I put out there now in the quantum world quantum is basically the space in between everything that there is so have you guys ever heard that we have more space within us than we do physical matter yeah, right? if you take two atoms you measure the distance on the outside of one and the outside of the other and they're closest they can be together 99% of that distance is the space in between them so we are space so that is the quantum world it's the world of infinite possibilities and everything interacts with everything so if we learn how to throw the energy out there and then pull the energy back that's manifestation now I've done it on small levels just say like want to, I see a person, I want to talk to that person. Next thing I know, I run into them three days later and we're talking. Random little things like that and just slowly tapping and scratching the surface of what this world is and science is starting to finally understand. We finally have the tools to understand this world a little better, a little better, a little better all the time. So this is something I never believed and never even thought possible. But more often, more and more now, It's lining up. And I just keep having things that are thrown at me that are lining me up to this realization. So every day that passes, I'm starting to believe that this is possible. And that's how we are the creators of everything because we're throwing that energy out there and then we're pulling it back. So if we can actually take control over that, everything's possible. Everything's possible. That's like... What I need to explore when I get home is, like, this world here, this. Understand it more to use that tool if it is how things are done right now already, just unconsciously. <laughs> Try to do it consciously. Then I can help more. Be better.
0: I recommend the book Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. It's like a, a, a for dummies guide of... A <laughs>
2: Excuse me, Manifestation
0: slash like changing your, changing and attaching vibration. What do you what do you think of all of this? Does this uh, rub you the wrong way, Lulu? What
1: ma- manifesting?
0: Well, yeah, Opposes. manifesting and its relation to quantum mechanics.
1: I certainly think that the two are an interesting combination I don't know if we're anywhere close to understanding
2: no not necessarily understanding it at
1: all you know but like there is something like you know about superposition and probability statistics of like you know I could see there being a connection there.
2: you just don't have the tools yet to measure it
1: yeah and if we have like you know if if atoms or electrons can be in superposition and their state not determined until they are, are observed, would it not then be reasonable to assume that something about our state of being the observer can influence where that electron determines its place? Yeah, like it's it's conceivable, sure. Right. It's conceivable as something could be in all places and no places at once at the same time. I mean, it's pretty fucking wild and crazy and, like, doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, but yeah, no. I don't think it's too woo, no. Not at all. Yeah. I recommend Illusions.
0: Yeah, I definitely recommend Illusions. It's illusions, colon, The Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. This is, uh... Really? <laughs> yeah. Nope, just kidding! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, By Richard Bach. Oh,
1: a very short read. Very short read, and it definitely we'll, goes We'll too. share. Yeah. I'll take your list.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll exchange book lists.
1: Yeah. If there was one behavior or action in the world you could get everyone to do or stop doing, what would it be?
2: Believing our thoughts.
1: Yes. Good answer.
2: <laughs> As we all know a bunch of it is nonsense. <laughs>
1: Most of the senses. <laughs> Right? All of it might be nonsense with right. it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have to remind myself of it all the time. I actually had a little funk this morning. It's like, fuck, it's all nonsense. What are you tying any meaning behind any of this shit for? It's, it's just
1: crazy. Or just choose good thoughts. Or choose good thoughts, yeah. Even if they're nonsense, at least they're good nonsense. At least they're <laughs> good.
2: <laughs> and that's that higher frequency that we pull ourselves into and attract that. So
0: I also think there's a lot to be said to like what you put in, as in our brains are incredible search engines and if you're filling them with the news and reality T V and I don't know processed sugar <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna churn back chaos and Yeah. Destruction.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. One hundred percent.
0: You gotta put in good shit to get good shit out.
2: Yeah, that's life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the most annoying thing about people?
2: Most annoying thing about people. It's probably not being authentic because it's what annoys me the most about myself when I'm not in alignment.
0: Totally. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I still blame it on other people though, <laughs> just being like a, a, a conversation I've been having with like, my group of friends over the last couple months is like, uh, feeling really triggered by a flamboyant personality because, or like, any personality where I feel like I'm, I have a social obligation to tell people that they're okay and that they're allowed to be but I feel like that's what this type of over-dramatic performing Type of thing is asking for is like uh, is so on display that it's saying please tell me I'm okay. Yeah, but they're not okay. Yeah, (laughs) so not
2: okay. So telling them is just gonna satisfy them for the moment, right? And
0: I don't tell them, but then I feel really awkward (laughs) because I know it's what's expected of me, and then yeah, just any any uh, conversation or I don't know, yeah, interaction that puts me in a place where there's a, 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 a. predetermined expected social response from me and then usually i'm just quiet but (laughs) my insides are like gurgling (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's just all about inauthenticity or well really the thing that bothers me more than anything is yeah anything that's that's trying to force me into a position of inauthenticity
2: because they're forcing themselves out of it and that's the mirror that's the projection that's the it doesn't drive with you yeah and I could totally relate. Like that is, like I said, I sh- I sh- I shut right down. I'm like, oh, this yeah. this is a show, and
1: I'm, I'm not being part of that show. Totally. <laughs> yeah. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by?
2: In tune with what's popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe social
0: quarantine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm hoping that this whole global disaster here just really changes all of what's popular, opens everybody's eyes that yeah. even if you know we all have our own version of what's popular to us can be all reevaluated.
1: I think we have a real. Uh, opportunity here. I mean, I think that it's a rare instance where the entire globe goes through a shared experience at the same time. Right. And I think that opens a potential for us there to be radical change, radical, radical understanding change. of how connected we all truly are I mean, in such a very visible way of life. Right. Now that not only do we need to distance ourselves from one another and we'll experience that distance in a very real way, but we're also... Simultaneously confronted with the fact that we are so interconnected that a simple cough on a like how much that can impact so many people. I mean,
2: absolutely. uh, That's why I keep falling on that same thing. That like this is actually a benefit. I hope that there's some
1: positives to be drawn
2: out of this. I I think so. Once again, it's like shit hits the fan before it gets good, and this is shit hitting the fan right now. So we're gonna rise from it in a better version. Like I, 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 I'm (laughs) the same. that's what i think is uh is happening from it all that's the pattern i've lived through so this is just on a global scale Mm -hmm. look how quick just the planet is healing which is two weeks pause Mm
1: -hmm. i know it's amazing it's really encouraging like
2: like tell me people aren't realizing this and this is going to make some kind of you know effect on how they deal with their surroundings with animals with the world with each other like come on like i
0: really hope so I know there's a
2: large portion that's still going to remain asleep through this process and, you know, they're still drinking and partying and trying to escape what's actually happening here, the benefits that they can gain from this experience. But I think there's a big portion out there that's waking up to it all. Realizing there's more important things in life. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: What's your favorite thing about yourself?
2: Hmm favorite thing about myself I can be pretty resilient I've always managed to get up after all my downfalls
1: can't okay, imagine getting up after a 150 mile an hour crash <laughs> well yeah. I ran around after <laughs> <Getting> <laughs> I to put my, my like wrist a back a in penis, place <laughs> <Sheesh>.
2: <laughs> yeah I've done it a lot and the more you're there the more it's like discomfort and comfort right the more you're in that uncomfortable place the more you get used to being there that it's like okay hey, i've been here i remember flying in the air going fuck i have been here before here we go again <laughs> chaos got up and then i was mad at myself i'm like fuck, I'm doing this again like immediately why 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 am i doing this again well,
0: it seems like i mean you got your answer like you needed to have a big enough crash in order to truly grow?
2: Absolutely. Because if this would have happened off the track, I wouldn't be here. I would not be here. Either. I would have hit a car, a pole, something would have split me in half. 100%. Like, ah, I was safer on the track than I was on the roads. So, and I had a lot of scares on the road, so it just takes one to end it. Yeah. Yeah. it was meant to be i had five times like you know like i said your, your mushroom experience it keeps slapping you with the same lessons well i had five big ones that was trying to wait you know get me to understand that lesson and it took five but at least it happened now better than later because each one's getting more and more difficult to recover from too <laughs> so. yeah.
1: What's your most embarrassing story from childhood?
2: I think I've suppressed a lot of those. <laughs> I don't know that I have many though. Let's see. Oh my. Embarrassing. I used to get embarrassed over everything. So to say there's one that stands out. When
0: did you stop getting embarrassed over everything?
2: I'd say I'm still a little embarrassed sometimes. Um, that's what all this healing's been trying to get me to be okay with myself. And, like, I can be silly. I can make mistakes. Why be embarrassed about it? Like, we're human. And, like, Selena, for instance, like, the voice, um, healing class we did, that's what it was about. A lot of it was, like, express yourself. Show the world who you are. And you're fucked it like everybody else. Like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. And, like, my whole life, I was so concerned about what others thought of me. So the littlest mistake, I feel embarrassment. The littlest thing, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, not act a certain way. I was just living in that place more than having say one big event, I guess. I just kind of lived there for most of my life. Sheltered and quiet and afraid to uh, put myself out there. This embarrassment or guilt followed immediately. Mm.
0: What is the book that has most influenced your life? I think I know.
2: (laughs) The Power of Now and the time that I took to read it or listen to it, I'd say that was the most impactful. But A New Earth, I think, um, probably helps me more than A Power of Now. Because Power of Now is more focused on that one single message where a new earth really dives in in a better fashion you know dismantling our ego and the presence and our mind and the tricks it plays on us so it really like breaks things down a lot better so i think a new earth especially i guess because i've read it a couple times now too like it's a tool that has served me i think that's probably maybe the one resonates the most It's just basically his newer version of the power of now, more or less, is what it is. and More relatable. So
1: has more meaning behind it. What life practices do you do to keep yourself sane and balanced?
2: Yoga and Qigong. Qigong, mainly for my mind. Yoga, mind is always part of it, but yoga is really for my body and dealing with all these injuries. That keeps me mobile. Keeps my strength up, so the combination of the two is uh, is really it. Um, and then for say, I am I really believe in like getting the heart rate pumping and all that. So these two practices don't necessarily bring me there. So I do a lot of cycling now, mountain biking. That really keep me on two wheels. Cause I'm so <laughs> attached to two wheels. It's safer, and. Uh, you can get that heart pumping and there's like a different bliss that comes from extreme physical activity so the three combined I think keep me in line Nice. Yeah. which I miss cycling so I'm excited to get back to it (laughs) Uh,
0: what is the most environmentally friendly thing you do and the main environmentally friendly thing you want others to do
2: garden grow your own stuff. There's so much healing in it. It's good for the environment. It's good for your soul. It's inexpensive in comparison. If I can grow a massive garden, if I had the space for it, I would. So last year I got back into it after two years off and oh, it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. Yes. You can also grow, you know, plants <laughs> that are medicinal so that's another positive to gardening <laughs> so yeah he's trying to like,
0: educate me a bit and be like don't give up on weed and also telling me that um, I've hated weed so much lately because there's been tobacco in it and like fucking duh that that's why I hate it <laughs> yeah, didn't s- occur to s- me
2: spins the head
0: yeah.
2: gets you rushed in a strange way I've only ever had it since I've been traveling here with tobacco I've never smoked it with tobacco
0: yeah why does everyone do that here
2: cuz it like lang- it like it's cheaper because now you don't need as much weed to roll a joint and it burns a little better if you don't have good weed having the tobacco in it mm. and so many people are smokers so the nicotine to them is not foreign it's just bust a cigarette open there you go it's done yeah. Yeah, weed in its pure form, especially if you grow it yourself and you know what you've done to it and what you, you, know, you put into okay. it and you know what I mean? Like it's completely different and like I find too with having your own supply. Now you're not like questioning what kind of effects you're going to get cuz you're going to get to know them, you're going to get to know them on a much deeper level. You're going to know what kind of dosing for yourself is required for this or for that. So it, it, the whole game changes when you have say a year's supply of the same plant. Everything changes at that point. The relation to it is different. Yeah. It becomes more medicinal because you know what to expect from it and how to regulate it for yourself. Hmm.
0: Very interesting.
2: Versus getting who knows what and how this is going to react and it's so questionable. It's hard to use it properly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Any any other uh, things you'd like to discuss? Anybody? Any things you'd like to share or recommend to our listeners?
2: I'm just curious, what brought you guys to this
0: podcast? Yeah, Uh, loving real questions and real conversation, and hating small talk. Our initial or an original tagline was the opposite of small talk oh but actually sorry wait we have one final question and that's why do people do small talk (laughs) (laughs)
2: because it's comfortable it's the known
0: this is well so we asked that question everyone and having asked that question to so many different people has really made me uh calm down a a lot about it a lot of being like oh okay like it's not all this thing of i still feel like matt bowden gave my favorite answer he said that it was uh it's it's like a in fencing where you do a few initial jousts into the air before you start touching each other before you start making contact analogy like yeah just kind of get to get a sense of where how people are going to react and where to where you can actually take take it yeah i'm like oh okay it doesn't it's not always this i was coming from um you know a corporate job where it was the same script with the same people every single day where we were only allowed to exchange these same exact like 20 words to each other mm. and it, it was making me feel like i was dying <laughs> i mean just like yeah every every muscle in my body being like why are you doing this to me It was terrible Being I mean, like, oh, yeah got it yeah to stuff that um, when we originally conceived of it we d- we thought we were just going to be you know, living in America and just wanting this alternative co- conversation to the to the our, our jobs that were forcing this kind of boring conversations and then we didn't then we started to decided to move to Thailand and uh, and now it's been an awesome way to really deepen connection faster and uh, yeah be have a it's very interesting of being like uh, I mean it's something I'm always fascinated by of like power dynamics and being like whether or not people consider other people as having something worthwhile of investing in and that normally I don't know they don't (laughs) 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 Um, or you have to like prove something to them of being like this is why you should spend time with me but it's interesting to be like uh to not have to kind of prove myself or demonstrate anything in the same way as as if I'm like, I have a microphone waiting for you. Then most people are like, All right, you're worth my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like uh Yeah, then, then it's no, but it's been it's been awesome. I mean, yeah. Uh our my our roommate who I think you met at Wonderland the other day, um okay. she we met her because she was a fan of the podcast and invited herself on <laughs> essentially she like, <laughs> reached out saying that she loved it and wanted to come on um that she was going to be in the same area as us and uh, so she came on and yeah, became one of our good friends and then we just had our, our bachelor party and she was asking how many of these people we had met through the podcast and then when we kind of like dialed it back it was like are all up All of our friends are from the podcast. Not that we directly interviewed them, but, like, we somehow, we met everyone in one way or another through the podcast of, like, yeah, we met this connection and that connection introduced us to these connections. I'm like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. That's good. Um, But, yeah, just just to have authentic authentic conversations ask real questions I mm. love I love interrogating people and to also be given the <laughs>
2: <laughs> social permission to do the that first night I met you that you're kind of <laughs> already throwing that out <laughs>
0: <I> there <know. laughs> oh just when I find the people curiosity interesting curiosity yeah, so very, I'm uh, very curious about interesting people <laughs> you were very interesting wanted to yeah, so. yeah
2: that's good remain curious
0: totally <laughs> thank you why did you start this podcast
1: you made me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Kind of. <laughs> also curious? Also curious. It's not as uh, in my wheelhouse as it is Jen's. She's much more outgoing than I. I'm definitely more introverted, naturally. Um, so we almost went to the same reason here doing this to help us that bubble yes <laughs> and it has I mean I, looking back like the first couple of times we interviewed anybody it was like a nerve wracking like fuck like, I don't want to do this I don't want to do this I don't want to do this like you know there's still a bit of that but it's just like you know, now it's nowhere near what it was like then it's really interesting to watch that transformation that's great. It really opens Ooh. up that throat chakra you know? right right <laughs> it's it more comfortable expressing yourself which is yeah. it's fun it's been a great and you know, we've met amazing people yeah awesome
0: also to have like fans (laughs) I get this type of feedback of everybody being like they they love it when Trevor talks (laughs) 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 any final words you can do your fancy outro it's been a while
1: it's been a while
0: I don't remember who gave us our fancy outro is it Alex from Grid Philly
1: Uh, I totally forget it Somebody mentioned, yeah, like you need an outro. I feel like um, Andy
0: also came up with a good one for us.
1: What's this your name again? Jeff. 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 You've been listening to Occasionally Interesting. We've been here with Jeff. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. It's been a real pleasure. <laughs> Don't forget to check out uh, links where you'll be able to f- subscribe and like and do all the things on Occasionally Interesting dot com and uh, yeah. Stay safe in the time of the (laughs) coronavirus. Social distance. (laughs)
0: Strong. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: Thank you. Thank you.